You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. Welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Before I introduce my guest, I want to remind you that at the beginning of every show from now on, I'm going to be telling you some books that have just released this week. So, um, having said that, um, River of Secrets was released by Roger Johns. By the way, our review crew gave this a high, high, highly recommended rating. Uh, Marika... Marquita Valentine, I always say her name wrong, Marquita Valentine, she's a romance writer, wrote Big Talking Man, um, Alex Cizak wrote Breaking Glass, and Tom Pitts, um, one of my colleagues who is the host of Skid Row Chatter and a very fine writer himself, just released the audiobook for American Static. Also look forward in uh, the end of this year, he'll be releasing 101, his next novel. Right now, my guest tonight is Dharma Kelleher. Um, Dharma is not shy about telling you that she's a transgendered author. She is married and a slave to her three cats. I so understand that since I have five. Um, She writes gritty stories about queer characters living in a world of intolerance and greed and violence and often hidden beneath the veneer of civility and privilege, which, hello, sounds like the real world to me. Um, I like her books very much because there's no BS in them. What you see is what you get. If you're looking for a tame, mild-mannered type of a thriller, forget it. Don't look up Dharma's books. But in the meantime, I'm glad to have my friend Dharma Kelleher here. Dharma, welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm so glad you've decided to stop in and visit with me. Thank you. Oh, thank you for so, so thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. I'm, I, you know, I love reading what you write on Facebook and on your other social media sites. I'm a huge fan, as you know, and it, it occurs to me, I know you've been on a couple of the other shows in the network, and, um, and I think we briefly spoke during probably a flash fiction show or something, but I know you've right. not ever been here, and so it's high time that uh, authors who are diverse in their writing styles and in their lifestyles and everything else get a chance to talk about being different and being diverse and having not an easy road to publishing. Even though at one time you were traditionally published but decided to do it I your was. own way and self-published, weren't you? Didn't you have a couple books yes, that were exactly. done that were traditionally published? <clears throat> yeah. You had a yes, couple books um, that were my, traditionally published. Yeah, my first two books were um, – Published by Alibi, which is a digital only, ebook only uh, imprint of Penguin Random House. 
Right. And uh, so, yeah, those were my first two books. And then after that, they they didn't want to continue the series. So um, I'd been uh, listening to um, uh, Joanna Penn's uh, Creative Penn podcast for several years. And I decided I decided that I was going to take control of things myself. Um, largely because I wanted to be able to control how the book was marketed because yes. I knew my market better than the publishers did. Sure. And, you know, I knew, uh, you know, I'm transgender, I'm also a lesbian, and I knew the queer community much better than they do because I've lived, I've been a part of it for uh, nearly 30 years. Um, right. I've seen it evolve, and I have contacts throughout the community. And so um, when you're traditionally published, it's hard. You can't do so many, there's so many different marketing things that you are not able to do on your own because everything right. funnels through to the publisher. So right. um, I've, I felt hamstrung. So I bet you did it myself. Yeah. And so, I mean, it would, would have been a different thing if they had been funneling a lot of money into promoting the book itself, and they did do they did a, a few um, book bubs and they did some other things, and and so right. I, I'm not trying to uh, make them sound like they weren't doing anything. They did quite a bit, but there was so much that could to be the done. right audience. And sure, right, exactly. So um, I decided to take things into my own hands. I uh, paid for a professional editor to edit. Um, my my third book, Chaser, and I um, paid for a professional cover design. My goal was to make it so that looking at the book, you couldn't tell it was uh, self-published. So You know, it's interesting um, you say that because I'm looking at your books now because I, ha- I have your Amazon page up, and I'm looking at the right. books that were that were traditionally EPUBed, and I'm looking at the mm-hmm. cover of Chaser, and it looks just the opposite. It looks like the traditionally published books, even though it's an imprint, were actually someone trying to get off the ground and using, a, you know, a not really good art cover. Not that there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with them, but Chaser is a kick-butt cover. It is beautiful. And is. I really think that you did, you were so wise in doing this. Let's, first thing I want to do is talk about Jinx Blue because I like this okay. story very much. And I, so mm-hmm. tell, tell us about Jenna Jinx Blue, the bounty hunter, please. Uh, Jenna Jinx Blue, she is uh, a trans woman. She transitioned uh, pre puberty. So, um, as far as the people that she normally encounters in her everyday life, you know, they, they assume that she's uh, cisgender. You know, not trans, mm-hmm. but um, uh, and she she started out uh, as a cop. And did that for a year, but she wasn't a real big fan of all the regulations and paperwork and uniforms, and so uh, she met this guy who was a bounty hunter. And so uh, for the past seven or eight years, she's been working as a as a bounty hunter. And mm-hmm. um, uh, then uh, at the beginning of Chase, turns out that she gets outed by a uh, local alt uh, weekly newspaper, not realizing that they were going to be outing her. They, they, she thought she was just, they were just going to do it like a kind of a fluff cover story. Um, uh-huh. And in the process, they outed her. 
And as a result, you know, the uh, bounty hunter industry is very, very macho, testosterone-driven, you know. And so she basically got blackballed. And so she's fighting just to continue working. Um, and so she's, she's tough. Um, she, she refuses to give up. And at the same time, she's kind of a nerd because she likes to cosplay as Wonder Woman. And she's really into comic book uh, uh, geek culture. And, and <laughs> so I, 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 I just wanted to create kind of this, this opposite kind of thing. She's not just a badass. She just kind of she's got this geeky, wonderful, charming, uh, nerdy side to her that that kind of because I'm I'm kind of the same way you know I'm I'm really into geeky stuff and um, I love like science fiction series and um, you know the Marvel series and things like that and I'm also sure. you know, also ride a motorcycle you know <laughs> right so I've I, seen pictures of you know bike. I, it's nice All right it is a nice bike I love my bike. <laughs> And so I, was, I wanted to create a complex character. Well, she certainly is. And um, I really, really like her as a protagonist because um, she feels very authentic to me, very real, like a real person, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, with all these different layers, like you're saying, you know, she's, she, yeah, she's a kick-ass, badass, you know, fugitive recovery agent, but she also mm-hmm. is a little bit of a geek. And that's, interesting to me I I, you know it's like somebody I know somebody I know is just like that so Mm -hmm. um I I really appreciate that you have very very good reviews for this book you are getting a lot of good good reviews and um and congratulations (laughs) yeah you really have been and it's it's um I'm thrilled for you I really am let me ask you you know, we. I said at the beginning, you're very unshy about talking about your transgender role, your wife, how you feel right. about disenfranchised um, and marginalized communities. Mm-hmm. What has been the reaction to traditional publishing to you and who you are? Um, well, um, my agent uh, is absolutely wonderful. She's... Uh, her name's uh, Sharon Pelletier, and she's with Dissel and Goddard and Beret, I think, is, I guess they added a partner. And she's uh-huh. been an absolute cheerleader. And one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do was to uh, send her uh, a letter or an email, in this case, saying that I wanted to go on my own as, as an indie author uh, because she was such so very enthusiastic. And I, I felt that... Um, uh, alibi as well. They 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 really treated me with a lot of respect. That said, because well, I mean, I was also a debut author, so that's you know kind of a you know a, an added risk. But um, I I didn't get a lot of dissing, but I felt like uh, had I been straight uh, male cisgender, I think I would have gotten a little bit more of a leg up in. Uh, traditional publishing. You're Which, probably but, you right. Know, you know, I, yeah. But I don't have a. You know, I'm I'm happy doing it myself because even if I'd still continue that route, I may not have been as happy with my career as I am now as an indie author. Um, well, sure. And, and this is I, your this is your product and your your little business. Uh, you get to run it, it the is. way you want. 
and you know, if you want to pick you. Yeah, you get to package it how you want. You get to dress up your store however you want. You get to price mm-hmm. it however you want. And, and, you know, most of all, you're not working for somebody else. Your hard labor right. is the profits of which aren't going mostly to someone else. There's a lot to be right. said for for self-publishing in that respect. And mm-hmm. in your case, specifically in your case, because you know your audience and you know who you got to your books to. Do you find people um, are antagonistic to you because of of being transgender? Do you are people rude to you in so um, far as reading books? The book as world. As far as reading, I haven't had much of a negative reaction. I've had a couple of reviews on like Goodreads on some of my books where they said um, this is a great story. Why don't you? Why do you have to have so much gay stuff or? Or transgender stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just had to laugh and just like, hello, know, real world. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, the the fact is that as a as a person in the queer community, um, we tend to bond together for support, you know, and of so course. we tend to seek out people that are like us uh, because we're so marginalized. It's like we need that support with each other. And so um, it's not just uh, Jinx that is transgender. A lot of her friends and contacts are transgender as well, or gay mm-hmm. or bisexual, and um, because this is a, these are the kind of people that she surrounds herself with. You know, she's a part of the community. She's um, she's been a member of uh, support groups, and she's you know her mentor uh, came up to the the drag queen ranks, and and is now a trans woman. And so, so she she surrounds herself by a diverse group of people, um, mm-hmm. and so all in all, my the response to my work has been overwhelmingly positive, um, right. particularly in the crime fiction community. Um, I have never had anybody in the trans or in the, in the crime fiction community uh, say, you know, you're not a real woman, or you know, you don't really belong here. I've I, I found that the uh, community is very progressive and welcoming and diverse. Um, yes, I think the they are time, too. There, there, there's still some elements. There's been a kerfuffle recently. Um, uh, I think George Pelicanos, who until this thing came up, I'd never even heard of him anyway, but mm-hmm. he did a thing, I forget where it was, but a listing of like two dozen authors that he recommends, and all of them were men. No yeah, there's there's that good old boy network that still goes on. I and I believe that still that. does. Yeah, yeah. I, I have even is, female writers who who write under pen names with initials, mm-hmm. so that you know. And it's a shame. It makes me angry because I have to tell you, in sci-fi and in fantasy, still some of the biggest and mm-hmm. best writers, particularly in urban fantasy, are women, mm-hmm. and they're oh, selling yeah. like crazy. And so, oh, absolutely. And, and everybody knows romance rules the book market. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the numbers are dwindling, but they still are the powerful force in in the book oh, world. Yeah. So I, th- I think you're right. Writers tend to be, you know, listen, they're making up all kinds of crazy characters. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they tend to sure. be a little bit more, more, more accepting of everybody. 
Right. Unless you're just an idiot. If you're an ass, you're yeah. going to be treated like an ass, and it doesn't matter yeah. you know, who you're sleeping with or anything else. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, I, agree, I agree there. Um, I want to talk to you because you, you've mentioned cis, cisgender and all. Would you please explain all the terminology? Because, you know, I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack. I understand it, though, because members of my family uh-huh. are, are gay. So I, I do understand it. But for listeners, it, you know, it used to be LGBT, and everybody knew what that was. And now there's all these other letters after it. And I think we might as well use tonight as a little educational uh, radio, if that's sure. okay with you. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, cisgender is a term, and uh, the term cis, uh, C-I-S, uh, come, is from the same, uh, you know, it's, it's Latin, just like trans is. And right. basically cisgender means that you identify as the gender or sex that you were assigned at birth. So right. if, when the doctor slapped you on the butt, they said you're a guy, um, uh, you still identify as a guy and vice versa. Right. There's okay. there's also now um, in the trans community there's a lot of different little um, sub communities I guess I want to say um, yes. there's uh, a big thing uh, for uh, non-binary people right people who right. do not identify exclusively as one gender or or the other um, and sometimes they shorten that to NB E N B Y so non-binary. So but wouldn't that be gay or bisexual? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Now, okay. see, we're talking about gender, not sexuality. Ah, so that's okay. where a lot of the confusion comes from. So it um, is, and people think, yeah. Uh, uh, when I, when I came out as as a lesbian, because I've been married to uh, a man as well. Um, uh, mm-hmm. When I came out as a lesbian, uh, people were like, wait a minute, you like girls? Why did you even bother to transition? They're like. <laughs> Because one is about who I am, and then uh, and one, the other is about who you want to sleep. Who I am, right. exactly. Right. So, um, right. And so, a lot of people get it confused. Like, so cisgender means straight? No, cisgender means you're you're not transgender. So, right. um, and then non-binary means that you're not male, you're not female, you're somewhere in the middle. Interesting. And the term gender queer is also similar to that. Ah. So. Um, Oh, yeah. I love talking to people in the know. I, you know, I do know these things. I, I listen to a lot of radio and read a lot. But um, the the non-binary one was the one that tripped me up all the time. Let me ask you something. You know, if How, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to oh. say, uh, there's a really great uh, YouTube channel uh, by a non-binary person whose name is Ash Cardell. Okay. And they their their YouTube videos, first of all, they've got great uh, production values, absolutely phenomenal okay. production values. Okay. And they're just full of energy and uh, funny and very educational. So if if someone's trying to get a handle, maybe they're writing, uh, they want to write a, about a, a non-binary character, um, I would highly recommend starting with Ash's uh, YouTube channel. And uh, Ash has also written a book called The Gay BCs of the LGBT. And I just bought, I haven't read it yet, but I just bought it um, and I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be a very educational 
uh, book as well for those so still trying to figure your, out from the challenge. In your world, are, uh-huh. is the is the LGBTQ, NB, and all the other things community mm-hmm. growing in writing? Are diverse? Is diversity coming out now more and more and more? Are we going to slowly see more writers? No, slowly. Okay. I think slowly. Yeah, I think part of it is it's evolving. And uh, when I one of the reasons why I started writing the uh, Jinx Blue series is because so many uh, of the uh, novels with a trans character were either coming out stories, romance, or erotica. And right. I wanted something where the story didn't revolve around the character's gender identity. You know, this, Chaser isn't about her being trans. Chaser is right. about her being a uh, bounty hunter going bounty after hunter. someone. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so I wanted, that's what I wanted. And so there are a few other authors doing that. Very few, but slowly, but surely. Um, I think as more and more um, queer people come into their own identity and uh, claim their own identity, we will see more writers doing that. And one of the things that I'm doing I've just recently started a, a local meetup group for LGBT authors, and we have uh, some, in addition to lesbian and gay uh, members, we have uh, some genderqueer and uh, trans uh, people. And I hope to help them develop their writing careers so that they can, too, represent our communities. So I have a question for you. I know some sure. people who write MM or FF or MFM. Sure. And they mm-hmm. are straight, but they write, in, okay, like yeah. you said, in an erotica. And so uh-huh. how does that – is that okay with you? Is that okay I, with the queer you know, community? I think over all, – all in all, I think it is, uh, as long as it's done respectfully. Um, I, I found that, I, that uh, dynamic rather interesting myself when I discovered it. The overwhelming uh, – a large percentage of the people that write um, male-male uh, erotica and romance are straight women. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and a lot of their readership is also straight women. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, oh, I yeah. There, like it's a huge too. audience, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. A very it huge is. audience. Yeah. And, and I don't know exactly why. I'm always fascinated why, but, by that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder but if from you what know, I've talked. If, go ahead. I I think that uh, most most of the people that I talk to in the in the uh, queer community don't have a problem with that. Um, I mean, yeah, in a, in a sense, it's kind of um, uh, appropriation. But as long yes. as they're doing it, as long as they're doing it with research and with a sense of humanity, uh, when it gets into really fetishizing. Um, then it can be problematic. But overall, from what I've read, because uh, I've read a little bit of it, um, and it's it's just it's it's fine. Um, yeah, I wondered I, because you know I, I could not 
probably tell a story as an African American man. Um, right. Well, I can't tell a story anyway, you know. But <laughs> you know, I, I'm an old blonde white girl. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I certainly cannot. Re- I don't have any relatable personal experience to be able to write like that. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's right. what being a creative writer is about. You 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 it take is. and make that character your own. I just don't know how to do it. So, um, but that, but I always wondered, you know. And you're right. Most that write mm are straight women and the audience yeah. is huge for that and it's kind of like erotica light you know it's not yeah it's not like no one's getting hurt you know right. what i'm saying they're not being hurt against their will so it's a it's a very one of the only other one of the only other um uh authors that is writing uh crime fiction with a trans uh protagonist is Laurie Rockenbach, Rockenbeck, and she is a cisgender woman, but I believe she has a trans child. And uh, her main character uh, in the uh, book Bound to Die is a trans male character, and she did fabulously. And I just, I was, I absolutely jumped for joy when I was reading that book because it was, it was spot on. She did her research. She knew what she was writing. And I have no problem with uh, anyone that is cisgender, straight, whatever, writing transgender characters as long as they educate themselves on uh, what it means to be transgender. Familiarize yourself with the terminology um, and our common experiences and our unique experiences. Because at our heart, we're, we're just human beings, you know. Of course you are. Of course, sure. I, you, I, you, you said it earlier perfectly well. One is, you know, who is inside your skin there, and the other one has to do with who mm-hmm. you want to sleep with. And you know, that's a really right. good thing to remember. Um, mm-hmm. When you read yourself, because I know you're a voracious reader, you've been reading since you were three years old. I, I know this about yes. you. Uh-huh. Um, who do you like to read? Oh wow. Um, I'm a big fan of Lawrence Block. Um, I've been, uh, when I was a teenager, he used to write the uh, fiction column for Writer's Digest. That's when I first discovered him. And I I loved his um, Bernie Rodenbar series and his Matt Scudder series. Uh, In fact, I just finished uh, reading um, Everybody Dies, which is a great, great novel. And I also enjoy Sarah Paretsky. Um, I enjoy uh, Yasmin Gallinorn in the Urban Fantasy series and her series. Um, uh, and gosh, who else do I? I read all kinds of stuff. I love uh, Jim Butcher. Uh, oh God, series. Who doesn't? Who doesn't I, he, love Jim Butcher? It's amazing. I know his his ability to describe a character and just a, a, a few little things that are so I telling know. about who that character is. I'm just like, it's yeah, true. he's an inspiration to me. So, I like um, but I also, I, I, I read, I just read all, all over the place. Uh, Sue Grafton, um, I read uh, Jess Laurie, um, uh, a lot of the, the current LA um, uh, crime, fi- crime writers, um, uh, Rob Pierce, um, just, uh-huh. just lots, lots of great people over there. Yeah, they, are, they certainly are. It's a really good group of authors that you mentioned. I, I think I've talked to all mm-hmm. of them. And as a matter of fact, had the distinct pleasure of meeting with um, Mr. Block himself, you know, last month or say in July. Yes, oh, wow. 
and um, have well, he sent me a personal email, you know, which I have to like print and save and frame and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. But he'll be at, he'll be at Bouchercon next week, as will Sarah Presky. Oh, wow. And she's oh yeah, she's a delight. She's she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. I so, I had a um, chance to meet her, and she uh, she was here um, in Phoenix for um, oh, one of the the events put on by the local Sisters in Crime, which I'm a member, mm-hmm. and she I, she's just absolutely a delight. I I love her story, and I I no. love just who she is. She's she's a delight. Terrific woman, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Dharma, um, I, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on the webs and in social media, please. Okay. Yes. Um, well, my website is dharmakelleher.com, and just you'll you can look at the description for how to spell my name because <laughs> it's kind of unusual. Um, it is. It is not. It's I, very easy to find, and it's a very easy to move, to use website. It doesn't have like five million drop down menus and everything. Everything is all coherent. Your your bio is just terrific. I love it, and because <laughs> um, you cuss a lot, and so do I. And you know. Oh yeah. And it doesn't have any. It doesn't have anything to do with how we were born or who we want to sleep with. You know. No. It's just cussing fun, but. Um, I, so, so she said, if you want some Namby Pamby story, go someplace else. Don't buy her books. Um, so your your website is terrific. Did you design it? Because I know at one time you were a web designer. I did it. Yeah, I did design it myself, and I'm always very good. It, so yeah. it's very yeah, good. Um, <laughs> very good. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm also on Facebook at you know just slash Dharma Kelleher. I'm at I'm on Twitter at uh, Zen Punk Dharma, and um, <laughs> And I've recently started a uh, YouTube channel, um, which I'm just sitting around with. So I'm not, I don't even have. Oh a yes, you're doing Mama Dom. You're doing Mama Dharma now, right? Yeah, I'm doing Mama Dharma. I, don't know. <laughs> I just haven't played. Having fun with that. So <laughs> cracking me up. But I like the fact that you're trying different mediums because. Um, yeah. You know we're. we're I mean, we are a bells and whistles type of a society, and and mm-hmm. those of us who who love to read, and those of you who love to write, you know, are always looking for ways to be seen. And um, mm-hmm. I think I think you're doing all the right things. And by the way, oh, I love you. this book, and I love the cover of the book. Oh. I really do. Oh, it thank is you a so much. Ass book. You really you shine in this book, Dharma. I wish you'd come oh, back and talk so to me when we have more time. Maybe we'll do a weekend show, to. you know, and, and, and just – or maybe you'd like to or, like come back and be a, a guest host and interview one of your favorites. Oh, that would be great. I would we love do that. that, you know. Yeah. Cool, yeah. I know the boss. I'm, I can get, I can get that. that done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is my friend Dharma Kelleher, K-E-L-L-E-H-E-R. Go find her on her website. That's Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A, Kelleher. And go get her uh book. It is is an amazing book. It's called Chaser. It is the first book in the Jinx Below Bounty Hunter book. It's a great Mm -hmm. cover. It's you Kindle edition for four ninety nine. My God, that's cheaper than a cup of uh, coffee at Starbucks. 
right? Yeah. And this, and, yeah, and the second book is going to be coming out this December. And do you have a title for that one yet? Extreme Prejudice. Of course. Of course. It just makes <laughs> sense. So, this, but, but let me just compare a couple books for you. Do, if you like The Girl sure. with the Dragon Tattoo, you're going to love Dharma's mm-hmm. book, right? I mean, that's a good comparison, yes. isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think, I so. think so. Yeah. So she's she's uh, unconventional, but she's a badass, but she's a really cool character. So that's Chaser by Dharma Kelleher. Dharma, my friend, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much and for having me. I, I hope we get together and, you know, get to meet in person one of these days. Me too. You know, I mean, that would be – I have to make a plan to, like, leave the – the eastern part of the country and go west to a conference or something. I, you know, I'd like to go Absolutely. out there and do something like that. But how, how can yeah, maybe I we mean, can meet up at yeah, meet up at a West Coast crime, West Coast crime sometime. Well, BoucherCon's in in Dallas next year, so there you go. Something to think oh, about. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, that's only a day's drive All from where right. I am. So there you Take go. Care. You know. And thank you so much, Dharma, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll be on the air tomorrow night in a special edition with Lori Roy, and then Friday morning I'm actually doing a show with Hank Phillippe Ryan. In the meantime, check out Dharma Kelly. Yeah. Thanks so much, my friend. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you, Mom and Dad. Good night. the high fashion hotline hi my family has big plans for labor day weekend but our outfits aren't measuring up then get to old navy old navy yep old navy's huge labor day sale is on now get 50 percent off all jeans 50 percent off all dresses 50 percent off all tees and 50 percent off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family 50 percent off all those styles that's a big deal so is this style start at just six bucks at old navy and old navy.com change of plans we're spending the weekend at old navy high fashion old navy valid 830-93 excludes in store clearance active licensed and men's package tees Looking for the perfect compliment to Epcot's Food and Wine Festival this fall? Then sip and swirl your way to the best gourmet getaway ever. For Food and Wine Weekends at Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek, you'll enjoy special culinary events and chef demonstrations throughout the resort. Plus, savor a $50 daily resort credit and free shuttle to Epcot. For more information, tap your screen now or visit HiltonBonnetCreek.com.